shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, you just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Writer Margaret Mead once said, Never doubt that a group of small, thoughtful, and committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. What does that mean? Well, it means no matter your size or status, you have the power to take a stand for something you really believe in. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is Red Ribbon Week. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We have a really impactful show in store for you today as we discuss how to join the fight against drugs, alcohol, and tobacco. Now, if you're not already familiar with Red Ribbon Week, it's time to put it in your vocabulary. Red Ribbon Week was the brainchild of the National Family Partnership in 1985 in an attempt to increase drug awareness among Americans. Even today, the Red Ribbon symbolizes communities mobilizing to educate youth and encourage involvement in drug prevention activities. There is a really long and illustrious history associated with the Red Ribbon. A hero named Enrique Camarena gave a tip that led to the discovery of a multi-million dollar narcotic manufacturing operation in Mexico. When Camarena was found murdered by the men who were involved, his hometown and friends put red ribbons up for his honor. The red ribbons became a symbol for the prevention of illegal drugs and alcohol. In 1988, the first Red Ribbon Week was held by the National Family Partnership and chaired by the First Lady Nancy Reagan. A man named Henry Lozano helped launch Red Ribbon Week in in memory of his high school friend Camarena. According to the DEA, approximately 80 million people participate in Red Ribbon Week a year. The whole purpose for Red Ribbon Week is to keep drugs from ruining people's lives. I remember in my elementary schools, we were always hosting the assemblies for drug awareness. And the slogan, just say no, was always used. I didn't really pay attention much to the assemblies. You know, I was just going along with it so my parents didn't get mad at me. And I wasn't like, and the teachers weren't eyeing me as that kid who, you know, she's a troublemaker because she doesn't participate. (laughs) So, because I actually, I just found the assemblies boring. And I'm pretty sure that was because I was an elementary kid and I didn't understand the severity of drugs. And one, because then I wasn't a drug user, obviously. That would have been really bad. But two, neither one, uh, no one in my family was a drug user either. And, um, but now that I'm in high school, I can just see how serious and how real the danger behind drugs is. And for my freshman year, I went to a school that had just been established that very year. Like the freshman class was going to be the very first graduating class of that school. 
So we thought that going to this school would be a great idea because I was moving to a new state again. And it uh, turns out that that school was not a very great idea because that was the very first air, uh, place that I experienced peer pressure. But because I had so much influence from Red Women Week, I knew what the consequences were and I refused. And I did have a few friends who had experienced those consequences. And it was very sad knowing that I couldn't do anything to keep them from doing those things. But, you know, the only thing that you can do is fill their life with positive influence. And that's basically all you can do. Um, but I actually have a family member whose life was very negatively affected by drugs. My dad's cousin has been in and out of jail since he was a teenager due to drug abuse. And he has spent more of his adult life behind bars than as a free man. And I just, I thought that was so sad and just and tragic because he was actually drafted by the Dodgers to be a catcher. Wow. And he, yeah. And he unfortunately tested positive for drugs and he was kicked off. And when his mom realized he was abusing drugs, she stopped supporting him with money and he was desperate for his next high. So he started selling, stealing from friends and family. And when he couldn't steal from them anymore, he looked for other avenues to steal, to buy drugs. And that's when his life was really starting to spin out of control. And looking at him and what he threw away over a habit is a huge and great reminder and a great example of why you shouldn't even try it once, no matter who's encouraging you. And my sincerest hope is that the more people pay attention to the preventative awareness campaigns, the better it will be. And these campaigns aren't just there to decorate your school halls and give your teachers something to talk about. It's something that's very serious, and I believe that everybody should participate in because we'd be saving lives here. We'd be giving people a chance to live and not be affected by this. And I challenge our listeners and ourselves to stand behind Red Ribbon Week. And I take the drug uh, and take the drug free pledge and support the cause without shame. And I challenge all of us to get as passionate about it as we did the ice bucket challenge. Like how many people did the ice bucket challenge? Like it was so crazy seeing the numbers. Yeah, good I just point, think good that, point. Yeah, and I think that if as many people that supported the Ice Bucket Challenge supported Red Ribbon Week, it would make a huge difference in this cause. And I challenge all of us to wear red every single day in support and to be sure to sign the pledge at redribbon.org. So how can students get more involved? I went back on the redribbon.org site and checked to see if they had any good ideas, and they actually had a few. So I found some that says make a drug-free pact with your friends and promise to hold each other accountable to it. So you can have like a partnership or a group, a group thing where you have your friends or your or your students. Um, yeah, and you know I think uh, that's the most. Yeah, and I think that's the most impactful way to do it. Really, when you kind of you know have that bond of brotherhood when you're you know there holding yeah. hands in a circle of saying yes, we're really gonna go follow through with this and we're really gonna take on this yeah. challenge. And I want to go back to one thing you mentioned. You said in the freshman year of your high school, you were surrounded by a lot of peer pressure. Can you walk us through that? Because I think that's an important point to bring up when we're talking about the pressure to engage in these really detrimental activities and to take drugs. A lot of it does boil down to that peer pressure. And it seems like you might have had some experience with that as well. Yeah, I am really, uh, really confident and happy to say that I didn't get sucked into that, but it was very uh, difficult because I came to this new school, freshman, you know, fresh meat right in high school, your very first year, and you want to fit in. You want to have a good group of people that you're hanging out with so you're not, you know, out of the loop, I guess. And that school was so small 
that you were either friends with everybody or you weren't friends with anybody. And because, um, you know, we were, they were all connected. They were all friends. So if you weren't friends with that one person, then, it, then you weren't friends with anybody else, right. which is so right. crazy to think of because I'm so used to big schools. Since I lived in California before I went to this school, all the schools that I had been to were huge. So, you know, you only you had your own group of friends. But since that school was so small, it was just so closely packed in. And um, there was this one group that I did hang out with. We just, I don't know, I guess we just, like, started talking a whole lot. And, you know, I started to hang out with them thinking, you know, that they were the cool group. And, um, which was really ridiculous to think. But, you know, I started to realize that they were, they were the troublemakers. And, and, and you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, well, they like me. And, you know, I fit in pretty well here. And we all get along really great and have fun during yeah. lunch yeah. or during the PE class that we had because, at that new school, we didn't really have a very established PE class. We all just hung out and played basketball. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think it's great that we laugh at this now, you know, wanting to be all cool and yeah. in the group. But when you're in that moment, it's quite challenging. And I think not a lot yeah. of adults maybe realize that when they kind of berate young kids for getting involved in these activities. And although we don't want to condone it in any form or fashion, for that young child put in that position, it's a trying moment. It really does take a lot of willpower. Yeah, it does. And it was it was really hard um going through that school and seeing how bad like it affected them. You know, I can you know, there are some days where I can see that their health wasn't very good and I I knew why, but um I didn't know I didn't want to say anything and you know, there was one time where they asked me um to try marijuana with them and I was like like in my mind, I was like, do I say no or do I say yes just because they're my friends? Like, what do I do? And then and I was thinking, like, what, how, how would that impact me? Like, you know, what if I tried it once and then I became instantly hooked on it, you know? Because there, there are some people with that addictive personality or, you know, you try something and you've got to have it again. And I was like, you know, I, I really don't want to take that chance of being addicted to it and also having the chance of it ruining um, what I have now, especially ruining the family with my friends and it was it was a very good decision to say no and I'm I'm proud that I did yeah you know and I'm proud of the fact that in that moment you kind of knew what your future looked like you knew what kind of person you were you had an idea of that but I think unfortunately you know a lot of kids get sucked into this type of thing because they have an established strong roots and I think that's really critical looking forward and helping these kids evade these um encouragement to engage in drugs is to understand your roots and to really know your values well thank you so much asia for sharing all of your insight during the break be sure to check out be the star you are.org for upcoming events and information i'm henna hundle and i'm asia gonzalez also visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our tumblr page at btsyaradio.tumblr.com Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation about Red Building Week. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Now, when we're talking about something as impactful as Red Ribbon Week, the key to its, its success is, of course, involvement. Parents, teachers, students, neighbors, community members, you name it. Everyone needs to come together to bring about awareness and change. In the previous segment, we alluded to some ways that we can form a consolidated effort against drugs, such as... Um, we were talking about, you know, making a pact with your friends and having a group of people that you had support in. And um, in the last segment, I was talking about my experience with peer pressure. And I think the greatest idea for having a group is because when you have people already established in that pact, you can have everybody in the group start bringing in other people. So the group just gets bigger and bigger until it'd be awesome to have like the entire school a part of it. Yeah. And you know, I think if you only make a pact with yourself, it's so much easier to break it because you feel like you're only betraying yourself. And then you might even begin to question, was there ever a pact in the first place? Yeah. You don't have somebody keeping you accountable. Right. And if you really vocalize it or put it down in writing and you have a lot of people with their names to it, it's much harder to break that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one we found, I found was you plan a school-wide ribbon uh, red ribbon wa- rally. That's so such a tongue twister. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it would be a great idea to hold a rally. You know, you can talk to your teachers, you can talk yeah. to the principal, and you know, even though you guys did it in elementary school or middle school, you know, even if you did it in the in the lower grades, it would be a great idea if you did it in high school as well. Because I think you know, I've been to three high schools, and neither one of them had a rally for. Yeah, that's precisely what I was just going to say when you mentioned that idea, because I'm in my senior year now, and I do not remember, even at any rally, just briefly mentioning Red Red Ribbon Week and holding games in honor of it. I mean, we celebrate so many other things. Why can't we incorporate Red Ribbon Week? And you're right that even though we might kind of be inundated with these ideas when we're children, we certainly haven't internalized them enough, because that's why we have so many issues with Mm -hmm. drug and alcohol and tobacco usage among teenagers. So I think the time is right to incorporate more red ribbon activities at all of our rallies. Yeah, because, you know, as I I said, I've been to three high schools, and I've been, uh, during the first one with my freshman year, I had actually switched out of that, that school that I started at, because I realized how bad uh, of an influence it was on me and out of that entire year um, I didn't see anything to do with Red Ribbon Week and I went to another school um, in Arizona and I, out of all I think I went there um, my second semester freshman year 
all the way until the um, kind of half portion of my second semester of my junior year. Um, and I didn't have anything to do with Red Ribbon Week. It was like it wasn't that much, that big of an influence as it was when you were a kid. And I think that's, you know, it's not like so terrible, but I don't I don't think that's a good idea because you have that influence when you were a kid. You know, as a kid, you kind of wanted to block it out. You didn't really pay attention to it because it didn't pertain to you, really. Right. Um, right. But I know as being adults and they wanted to have a positive influence on your life, they hosted that. Uh, hosted that at your school, but I think it would be a whole lot more helpful if they did it at the high schools as well. Yeah, and you yeah. know, you mentioned not it not having as much of an impact when we're kids, and I think yeah. now that we're growner or more grown, <laughs> we have the mental capacity to really yeah. understand the gravity of these drugs and alcohol and tobacco, all of these together. Now we can, you know, in our phys- physiology classes, our anatomy classes, our biology classes, we can really begin to comprehend how much it's changing our organs and our systems for the worse. Yeah. And we can see all the consequences because we see the people that, it, that it's affected. I've seen how much it's impacted my family on a very negative scale. I've seen how it, uh, it affects people's lives at school. I've seen, you know, being at that school freshman year really gave me an idea of what it does to you. Um, your grades fail, your relationships fail with your friends, um, with your family, with anybody really, because you get so hooked on that one thing and you become focused on it that you lose sight of everything else that's around you. And you have that negative influence and then you see, um, obviously, you know, the classes that you mentioned, anatomy, you have your science classes, you have your health classes that explain to you what it does. And you, you finally see because you have the mental capacity to understand what it does. Yeah, and you've been able to see the effects even more, I think, because you have a personal connection with, with it, with your dad's uh-huh. cousin, who I yeah. can't believe it was drafted by the Dodgers as a catcher, but yeah, had to that throw that all away. It's incredible. Yeah. It was a, it was insane. Like when he meant, because, you know, I'm from L.A., the Dodgers are my team. <laughs> but when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh, he could have been playing on the Dodgers right now. The game that I just saw, he could have been playing on that. But instead, he chose the drugs over over being on the Dodgers. Like, that's insane. How can how can that happen? Yeah, the, this notion that these substances can get in the way of your dreams, I think yeah. that idea has to be imparted to so many more kids now. Have you had any contact with your uncle? And is he, is he getting any better or... From the last thing that I heard, he is not getting any better. I think um, with what's going on, I don't think he's going to get out anytime soon. I just, I haven't seen, I haven't heard any good news about it. And I don't think I've ever really talked to him. Ah, yeah. You know, it's really a tragic waste of a lot of talent. And in the book that I'm co-authoring right now, it's called YOLO, A Teen Success Project. We Mm -hmm. talk about how every person is equipped with a unique gift that they're able to offer to the world and you really have to honor that and so I think when you have such talent like that you have such passion for a game as was in his case or if you're passionate about science and research or singing or acting whatever your talent is I think you really have to embrace it and work to shape it in a way that you can share it with the world and it's so tragic if something like drugs or alcohol or tobacco can get in the way of your doing that. Yeah, it's it's really sad to see the impact. And um, the 23rd through the 31st <clears throat> is a Red Ribbon Week, um, uh, I think. And it says, contact, uh, what I found on the website, it says, contact a local governmental official by declaring October 23rd 
the 31st as Red Ribbon Week in your community. And I thought that would be so cool if you worked with your teachers to plan, you know, those, you know, the spirit weeks that all the high schools really have. Yeah. yeah, you can, you can plan one as celebration days during Red Ribbon Week and you can wear um, uh, Red Day, of course. And then they have put a cap on drugs, which is hat day. And I put a sock on drugs day. You know, I guess you can wear like crazy socks or <laughs> matching ones. Um, and then be on a drug-free team where you wear your favorite team gear. And then shade out drugs day, which is where you wear sunglasses. And I thought that was so cool. Like that's such a great idea because then everybody becomes um, encouraged to participate in it. And, you know, yeah. using theme days as an opportunity to discuss the dangers of underage drinking and drug use with your peers. So I think that would be a fun experience as well as a very influential experience in a positive manner. Like yeah, it, exactly. it would help everybody understand. Exactly. And, you know, it becomes influential by the very fact that it is fun and engaging. It's quite yeah. different from just passing out Red Ribbon Week bracelets that I remember getting all the, time in, yeah. Yeah, all the time in elementary school and not quite understanding what this really was all about. But when you're yeah. physically actively engaging these kids and – this discussion, then it's so important to fighting it. Because I remember being in elementary school, like all the rallies that we had, I just remember sitting in a gym listening to somebody talk on stage. And it wasn't, you know, so engaging to where I remember everything that happened. And, you know, it wasn't so impactful on my life as it could be if we did it in high school and we had a really fun spirit week to do with it. Because, I mean, if you're just, you know, you don't have a very um, engaging experience with it, you're not going to have an impact on your life and you're not going to remember it and you're not going to have it soak in your mind that you that you participated in something as as, as encouraging and, um, and positive as that. And yeah, Absolutely. And I think another way that really now we can make this so impactful for kids, because I know a lot of them are on social media, is to yeah. post messages on Facebook or Twitter accounts. And although I think I say this every single show that I currently have no social media – and every single show, I say I'm going to get at least one social media account as of yet to no avail. But I, I can definitely see the value in that because, yeah, because everybody's connected. Right, right. And that's something that so many kids are frequenting nowadays. And that's where ideas really do spark. I mean, there's so many ideas that have trended and gone viral simply because so many people were retweeting them or liking them on Facebook. Yeah, because, you know, we're all, we all have our friends and we have like the random people that we follow on Twitter and, and Instagram. Like I have so many random followers, but I think if all those followers paid attention to the people's pages that they, uh, that they had followed and people that are following them and we all got involved in this Red Ribbon Week, you know, thing, we would all have the impact on our lives and everybody would remember, oh, Red Ribbon Week, we got to support it, we got to um, we got to pay attention and we got to help, you know, the youth and anybody else, um, being under the influence of drugs. We got to not let that happen. Right. And I just think that would be so great if we really use social media with yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Asia, for this really thought provoking discussion. It's great to be able to talk about these tough issues, to get all the facts out on the table, and then together we can find solutions. I'm Hannah Hundle. During the break, be sure to visit expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. If anyone wants to start a club BTSYA at your school, email our producer for information at cynthia at be the star you are dot org. Stick around for our next segment as, we, as Hannah offers some tips on staying drug-free and alcohol-free. Stay tuned. 
teen, you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you missed the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. explore the amazing world under the sea your host is a certified scuba diver explorer he likes to cook and most of all he's just a kid like you you'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on tv in movies and even in aquatic parks you'll learn about all kinds of fish as well as other sea creatures we'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more there's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up, World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune into What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star team. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today on Express Yourself, our theme is Red Ribbon Week. Now, throughout the program, we've been approaching the topic of drug prevention from various angles. After all, there are so many facets to a conversation about drug prevention, whether it be peer pressure or the pressure to really find a better way to live the rest of your life. And the real question is, how do we overcome this peer pressure, all these influences that seem to bombard us from every direction? Well, the time will come in almost every teenager's life when they are confronted with drugs or alcohol. Some lucky ones may not have to experience this type of peer pressure, 
But the unfortunate truth is that many teenagers will be requested by friends or classmates to just try it one time, just give it one go. Well, first, I'm going to approach the subject from the point of view of parents, because this is really a weighty topic. And I want to give a few tips on how parents can best help their children evade this drug and alcohol peer pressure. I think the best thing that moms and dads everywhere can do is equip their kids with the tools to say no and to protect themselves. Now, often this is going to take a real establishing of your roots and establishing of your family values early on. And believe me, that can be challenging. I totally get it. But it's so critical for your child to really understand where their family lies on the spectrum and what the expectations are of you for your kid in order for them to really have that willpower to just say no. And through ongoing talks, parents can let their preteen and teenagers know how they feel about drugs and alcohol and all of the risks and consequences of these substances. I think parents are in such a unique position because they've lived this time. And so they have much more knowledge and anecdotes also to impart to their teenagers about this. And I think kids love hearing actual stories. They love hearing those facts in application. So not just the dangers of these substances, but also relate to them maybe the time that you yourself felt pressured to engage in these activities and how you best handled that. And I think really imparting these anecdotes will be key to letting the teens know that they're able to talk with their parents. And it's interesting because I think there's an enormous need for transparency in our world today. I've said it before and I'll say it again, that if teenagers, if kids, if everyone is just able to be more open with each other, that'll be the key to solving a lot of the issues in our world right now. I mean, here's a fact for you. Children of parents who talk to their teenagers regularly about drugs are 42% less likely to use drugs than the children whose parents don't talk to them about this. However, what's really incredible about this is that only a quarter of teenagers report having these conversations with their parents. Now, why is this? Is there just simply a lack of transparency between kids and adults today? How do we rectify this? Well, parents need to give their children the information and the tools that will allow them to take a strong stand against the situation when they're faced with peer pressure. Their children need to be confident in their answers and their decisions. They need to show that mental fortitude that says, no way will another kid or a a bad influence kind of knock a hole in their wall because they're confident, they know what they're standing for, and they've got the shield up to protect them from everything that the world might try to throw their way. Now, one of the best ways to make sure that your teen is confident in his answer that no, he will not try those drugs and no, he will not try that alcohol is, of course, to rehearse it beforehand. Parents can actually role play a situation with their teen, or at least give them different ways to say no if they need them. And also, teens can be honest with their friends and use excuses, maybe, that parents can suggest. For example, you can say, I can't stay. I'm sorry. I can't stay to do these drugs. I've got to help my dad with something. I can't stay for this party. I've got to help my mom finish up with the dishes. Blame it on your parents. <laughs> I remember my mom told me when I was a very young child that I am definitely able to blame her on any one of these things if I want to avoid a dangerous situation. She told me she doesn't mind one bit. A- another thing that teens can use to kind of 
wiggle their way out of these situations is to say to their friends that that substance, whatever it happens to be, makes them sick. And of course, no friend is want to going to have to carry your sick, vomiting body outside of a party. So I think that should certainly be a deterrent from other people make, wanting to make you take these substances. Also, teenagers can say stuff like, well, I'm supposed to meet so-and-so in a few minutes, so gotta run. Or you can just take a straight-up approach and say, no way, that stuff is bad for you. And that goes back to the whole confidence in your answers that I was mentioning prior. If you're, if you're going to take that type of approach where you, you take it right off the bat, you look them in the eye and you remain strong in your answer, then you are going to have to be prepared for maybe a little bit of backlash. You know, unfortunately, a lot of teenagers might not at this time look at that as admirable, although it should be looked at as quite courageous. So if you're willing to take that approach, which, which certainly is fine, you will have to be prepared to perhaps face some backlash. Also, you can maybe try to berate the actual substance by saying, hey, why would you want to use that junk? Term it junk. And I think the other kids might have to reevaluate it for a minute. You can also, if you're familiar with news stories coming out, because of course there's so many that come out in the media every day about kids who are ending up in emergency rooms and in hospitals from taking these substances, you can also incorporate some of those in your response and say to your friends, well, didn't you hear about that kid in the news who died from doing that? I mean, this can even apply to small little fads as well, not just drugs, alcohol, and tobacco. There have been numerous reports that many of the children who were trying the cinnamon challenge, which involved trying to ingest as much cinnamon as you possibly could in a short amount of time, and then not drinking water, well, many kids were actually ending up in emergency rooms from collapsed lungs because of that. And also this type of response that, well, didn't you hear about that kid who died from it? Can also be applied to energy drinks. Because now the fad seems to be not to just drink one energy drink, but to drink two or three. If you can imagine, there's drinks called five-hour energy. And if you're drinking three five-hour energies, you've got 15 hours of energy in you. Now that makes no sense whatsoever. And so certainly this type of argument could be applied to that situation as well. And also you can even take it a, a notch further and say, well, go ahead if you want to kill yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to kill myself by ingesting these substances. The Mental Health Services Administration actually reported that the number of emergency, drink, uh, of emergency room visits owing to energy drinks increased by twofold in a period of, I think, four to five years. And so certainly with all of these different substances, you can definitely invoke this argument that it is absolutely detrimental to your health, and it is, as I say, just death in disguise. <laughs> the ever-proverbial, you're crazy or you're insane, would also work quite well because, quite frankly, ingesting these substances is a crazy thing to do. I mean, I don't think I even need to elaborate on all of the effects that it causes on your organs and your hormones go completely awry. And I think if you really sit down and study the biology of it, the anatomy of it, the physiology of it, then you're blown away by how much destruction it really does. And I think that's what's great about, you know, my love of science and technology and it, uh, the human body and anatomy is that I understand how beautiful the functioning of the human system is. And when you appreciate that gorgeousness, of how all these little parts of your body work together 
just like all the little pieces of a puzzle come together to create this one beautiful picture, then why would you want to destroy it? Teams tend to follow a strong leader among them. And I think if you can really take that stand against drugs, against alcohol, against tobacco, then you're helping not only you preserve your masterpiece of a body, but you're helping other young kids grow up with healthy, happy bodies as well. I'm Hannah Hundle. During the break, be sure to visit btsya.com to check out Trick or Treat for Literacy campaign. Instead of collecting candy, collect donations so that we can give a child the treat of a book. Please also visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our videos at youtube.com forward slash be the star you are. Express Yourself is brought to you by the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we examine ways to make the most of Red Ribbon Week. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's sing with the Indie Girls. Join Callie Young and Rinsley Phelps each week as they talk about the music industry with an emphasis on what it's like to sing as performers. We'll give out some great tips on how to make it big and be the next contestant on your favorite reality singing competition. We'll also talk to the artists who are already making it big on the up-and-coming circuit. Indie Girls can be heard live on the Voice America Kids channel every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune up your voice and join in the chorus. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today... We've been having a very powerful conversation on how we can live our best lives by staying drug-free. Now, I've been a long-time advocate for health and awareness about health issues pertaining to teenagers. So as you can imagine, this matter is incredibly important to me. So it's no surprise that I think it's the perfect time for another Health with Henna segment. Often, there are just those shows that are completely and utterly ideal for me to do a Health with Henna. And not surprisingly, this is definitely one of them. Because for many years now, I've really taken on the fight against tobacco and the tobacco giants. Primarily by being a part of the Protecting Health and Slamming Tobacco Coalition. FAST, as the coalition is called, was established in 2005 by my county's Office of Education as a means of informing high schoolers about the dangers of tobacco usage. 
But what I particularly admire about this coalition is that it doesn't only educate us teenagers. You know, a lot of times young people are just bombarded with a ton of information, but we don't really know how to either process it or to do anything really with it. But what FAST does, and this is something that I love, is that it provides us members opportunities to apply what we've learned by teaching this information to others. For example, my peers and I have been able to go to local elementary schools and put on little plays for the children. And now we have so much fun acting these little skits out because we'll come there in our costumes, all dressed up, standing in front of the class, and the kids are loving it, they're laughing, we make them funny, because of course that's really the way you want to engage children in these matters. But what's important is that the moral behind each play, the message that we're trying to convey, is always clear and very serious. We say that drugs, tobacco, and alcohol are destructive for growing bodies. Now, it's interesting when you're at an elementary school like this, conveying such a grave message to these kids because I think quite often when we're growing up, we love to think that the world is our oyster and everything is wonderful and happy and pretty and beautiful and there's not a worry in the world. But that's not the case. As we've been talking about this entire show, we're bombarded with these negative influences and we really have to, at, at times, navigate through this scary world where there's tobacco and alcohol and drugs and other entities that can completely destroy our organs and our bodies. And on top of that, we're, we're encouraged by other people to take them on and to ingest them. And we have to have the willpower to say no. And sometimes it's difficult to convey such a message to these children to tell them that you need to be strong in yourself and in your convictions. You need to have that willpower. How do you expect that of a kid? Well, it's difficult, but we definitely try through the FAST Coalition. And another thing we really try to impart to these kids when we're on these little missions of doing plays at their school is that we try to tell them there's no such thing as a safe one-time experience. One time trying drugs is one time too many for your body. One time ingesting tobacco is one time too many for your organs. There's no simply one time is enough. One time is one time too many. Young people need to be ever vigilant about the warning signs and really take these innumerable researchers at their word when they say that these substances are detrimental. I mean, this information has been coming out for decades now. And my generation, and I think even the generation prior to us, you know, the kids who grew up in, grew up in the 90s, they were told about the dangers of tobacco usage. You know, we're not in that time period when people thought it was completely okay. We've learned that we really need to be cautious of these products, and more and more now, we're taught that they, we not only have to be cautious of them, but we have to outright reject them because they're so bad for our bodies. And so I would really encourage more kids to take these researchers, take these scientists who have been researching this, these products for years and years now, Take them at their word when they tell you that they're really death in disguise. Now, I remember last year around this time, I attended the ninth annual Tobacco Slam training, which I got to partake in through the FAST Coalition. I think about 20 other high schools were represented at this training, and it was all about workshops and activities to really allow us FAST members to get a better idea of how to 
approach these kids and these community members when we're talking about our anti-tobacco advocacy. You know, you can't just go in on a load of turnips. You really do have to have a lot of information beforehand so that you can answer questions. And, you know, you'll find that a lot of these children that you go to speak to are quite inquisitive, which I think is wonderful. I think they should be questioning the information they're receiving and really engaging in the material. And so we all go to these trainings to make sure that we're equipped to handle whatever might be thrown our way when we're on our anti-tobacco advocacy trips. And when I was at this Tobacco Slam training, one of the most memorable features was a presentation from a woman named LaTanisha C. Wright. Now, she was a former big tobacco marketing manager. So she was really in there, in the nitty-gritty of these tobacco companies doing their marketing. But now she's completely turned over a new leaf, and she actually serves as a prominent anti-tobacco advocate. Now, I think that's really cool. A person who may have gone off on a track initially that might have compromised with her morals, but eventually down the road she realized that she needed to be doing something different with her life and she had much more to offer. And so now she tours the country giving speeches about what she's seen when she's, she was working in the tobacco industry. And she had a firsthand look at the machinations and the deceptive advertising strategies that the tobacco industry employs. And I was so grateful that I could be there at that presentation and LaTanisha could give me a really informative and powerful look at this issue. And I still recall a lot of the information today. And I remember sitting in that crowd, hanging on to every word LaTanisha was saying. And I was so shocked when she told us that there are people out there who are actually drawing on deceptive tactics to market cigarettes often by specifically targeting children or other vulnerable demographics. I remember sitting there listening and horrified because these strategists, these advertisers, they knew what harm they were doing to these people. They knew that they were selling these people a product that would ultimately rob them of their health and their life. And I can't speak on behalf of anyone else, but I would hope that my personal moral compass would preclude me from doing such a thing. I can't imagine trying to sell someone a product that I knew was really death in disguise. I remember La Tanisha talking that oftentimes these tobacco advertisers are targeting either children in poor cities or people who are of disadvantaged socioeconomic backgrounds. And so they're less inclined to say no to the cigarettes because they simply don't have the information base to understand how detrimental they are to health. And one thing that I remember specifically, because I thought it was astounding that this was actually happening, was that these tobacco companies would put signs, their advertisements, lower on the panel where you go to check out your items, where you go to purchase your items. So by the cash register, instead of having a sign way up high on the wall, they'd have it down below the register. Now, why is this? Well, this is because children who are coming with their parents and their parents are there at the store to purchase something, well, they don't see way above on, on top of the register. They're looking right there below the register because they're so small. And they're being inundated with these tobacco images and these images of cigarettes at such, at such a young age. And they're growing up with these images in their head. And numerous research has been conducted that shows that the more you're exposed to these types of things, the more you're inclined later on 
to want to try them out. And so in these poor cities, that's where they were finding that was such a huge problem was that these tobacco companies were finding really innovative but really terrible ways to target these children. And I know that she mentioned that now more laws have been passed or at least restrictions have been implemented in hopes of kind of curtailing these efforts of the tobacco advertisers. But still, as you can imagine, they're quite deceptive and tricky with the ways that they really get into the mind of youth and get into the minds of these people of demographics that, you know, unfortunately don't have access to resources that inform them of how dangerous tobacco is. And remember, she said a line to me that I will never forget. She told me that the tobacco industry doesn't care about preserving your innocence or preserving your quality of life. She said to me, it's up to you to make healthy decisions regarding your life. You only have one life to live. And I think that's something to really think about. As always, all good things must come to an end. And this show equipped us with ways that we, in the words of former First Lady Nancy Reagan, can say just no to drugs. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show, where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be drug-free, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. My name is Cindy Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball. Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you. She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall. There's nothing you can do. One time she drew a beat on Fred back when he first moved in. She slung one straight upside his head Fred hasn't played since then We laughed when we first saw her throw With that wind-up fling and twirl Now every single kid I know Tries throwing like that girl But none of us have matched her way Perhaps it's in the eyes She plays, we drop like swatted flies. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law, she should even play it all. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful.
fold But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat Same thing happens every day Mary puts us in our place Though we try, we cannot get away From that Mona Lisa face Each day we wonder who it is She's gonna level first And when she's through with what she does We all line up for the nurse Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the loan She should even play at all Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat When I go out into the world Don't know what job I'll do But I can bet I'm the one girl Who's gonna run a wrecking crew Dodgeball, dodgeball us fall, it ought to be against the law, she should even play it on, dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful, but friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard, she gonna wind up hard, she gonna wind up hard, and you'll wind up flat. The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kid Star website www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 